Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace Field wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace Field wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Have your children ever accused you of not loving them? The shout of, you don't love me, driving a dagger right through your heart. Have you ever told your husband, I love you, only to realize later he didn't believe it? Do you ever get frustrated with the way he claims he expresses love? He should buy me flowers or want to cuddle or tell me I'm beautiful, but doesn't do any of those things. At the same time, perhaps you tell him you love him all the time. Or you make his breakfast every morning, or you buy him little gifts you think he would like, but he doesn't seem to get it. Instead, he would rather you just sit with him. This, my friends, is a clear example of the ultimate C-block. It's upsetting to you because it's stopping you from feeling more loved. All right, get your mind out of the gutter. The C I'm talking about is communication, specifically our unique communication of love. Like a language barrier, in today's episode, we will discuss what the five love languages are and how they can affect our marriage. Have you ever heard of the five love languages? If you have, not only will this be a quick refresher course, But I'm also going to offer you a new insight, something I've never heard explained this way or taught this way when I've heard numerous people teach on the five love languages when um, at all. I've listened to several podcasts on it, uh, heard it in several sermons, things of that nature. So this is definitely going to be some new insight on the topic. If you have not heard about the five love languages yet, then you're in for a treat. So I, the five love languages is actually a book, a book written by a man named Gary Chapman, who is a best-selling author, radio host, pastor. He has counseled couples for decades. He wrote the book in 1992 and has since sold over 11 million copies and translated that into 50 languages. So you can imagine it's a very, very popular body of work. But if you're like me or most of us, you might just want the cliff notes. So I'm here for you for that. 
All right, so the book is based on the concept that each of us have a love language that we speak. The way we show love to others is usually the way that we receive it best. The idea makes a lot of sense, but the issue or the problem that happens is that many couples have different love languages. Wife speaks different, uh, different language than husband oftentimes. This means that even though they're trying to communicate love to each other, that they, you know, basically the love might be getting lost in translation. What results is two people with an empty love tank, kind of like a gas tank, who desperately need it to be filled. Your car can't run without gas and our marriage relationships can't run without love. It's a basic human need and also one of God's greatest commandments. Remember, love thy neighbor, right? Okay, so the five love languages include words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, and gifts. And I'll break that down for you. Words of affirmation is pretty simple. That's saying it. Not just saying I love you, but other kind words. I love you. You're beautiful. You're a great husband, a provider, friend. I appreciate you. All those things um, that go with saying I love you. But basically, you say it. You say it with words. You write it. You know, maybe love letters. You write something nice in a card, but you're using your words to communicate, to communicate love. So how do you apply this in real life, right? So sure, you can shower your partner with daily words, but try telling them specifically why they're meaningful, special, beautiful. Pro tip that I learned at a leadership conference that was led by Erwin McManus, and that was people will hear a hundred positive things said about them and forget about it like right away, but they'll remember the one negative thing. So why is that? That's because our positive words are often generic, right? You're awesome. I love you. When we affirm people, with specific positive words, that helps it to stick. So for example, being specific with those words might be something like this, when instead of offering a compliment like, oh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, okay. Maybe that compliment is, you guys are such amazing leaders. You love people in a way that I've never seen people be loved. You really make them feel included. So another example of giving a specific compliment would sound something like this. This is something I wrote to a friend for her birthday. It's a, an excerpt from something that I wrote to her. I've always admired the way you love people with your hospitality and kindness, the way you light up a room with your radiant personality. You have a gift for connecting people and for speaking life to them. You lead those around you with compassion, grace, and tough love. Thank you for being one of my closest friends. That was something I could have easily just said, hey, happy birthday. Hey, I love you. Hey, you're awesome. But taking the extra time to think about and really articulate for that person what she means in my life was 
the extra effort needed so that when she hears it, she knows, wow, when B says something nice about me, she really is thinking about that. So words of affirmation can go beyond just saying, I love you. And when you are trying to speak words of affirmation for someone, it is really a beautiful thing to go ahead and make those affirmative words really specific to basically really help the person to understand why that you have a clear understanding of why you appreciate them and you love them that those sorts of words that helps them stick in their mind versus when we hear oh you're terrible at this or one minor criticism oftentimes that sticks with people so much right okay next physical touch and all of the husbands in the house are like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Slow down there. All right, slow down there, cowboy. This is not only referring to sex, although that's great too. But if you approach your wife only when you want sex and don't show any affection any other time, you might be experiencing a language barrier. Someone who speaks physical touch as their primary love language, they want you to be affectionate. And that means non-sexual touching is going to be important. A kiss on the forehead, snuggles, holding hand, even touching the small of your back as they pass you by. All of these are very powerful ways to say, I love you. And all this because words of affirmation and physical touch are my love languages. So my son, for example, he speaks those same love languages. My husband and daughter, they make fun of us all the time because we're constantly hugging and kissing each other and telling each other how much we love each other. The other day, uh, my son wanted to hug me right after a workout. And I was like, oh, I stink. I need a shower. And this little boy held my face in his hands and said, mommy, I don't care how stinky you are. I always want to be near you. Oh my God, my heart melted. To which, of course, my husband laughed, rolled his eyes and said, that boy has you completely wrapped around your finger. My son is probably going to kill me for telling this story one day, but I really, I couldn't help it. My heart melted. And I'm all like, if only you would do more of that, you would have me have me wrapped around your finger. So the lesson here, learn to speak your spouse's love language. And yes, you can speak more than one. In fact, according to Gary, most people speak two, a primary and secondary. All right, moving on to number three. So number three is quality time. This is the one where the person just wants you to be near them. They want you to sit with them, listen to them talk. This is my daughter's main language. By contrast, it's one of the hardest for me to speak. I'm always busy, always running, and I rarely even take time for myself. So taking time to just sit with someone and be is a real challenge for me. So since her primary love language, however, is quality time, I make that a priority in our relationship. It means that when she speaks, she needs my full attention, no matter how seemingly trivial it may be. She's 12, so she can go on and on for hours about BuzzFeed quizzes and Broadway show tunes, but my undivided attention is what helps her to feel loved, so I make sure I give it. When I don't, 
oh, she calls me out. She definitely feels it. And so do I, because I recognize that I'm not meeting her where she needs to be met. So quality time is essentially just taking time out to just sit and be with a person. It doesn't have to be long, but it has to be 100% of your attention. So number four is acts of service. This includes doing little things for the person, making them breakfast, crossing uh, things off the honey-do list, keeping the house clean. Little, uh, these are like little actions to say you're important to me and I'm prioritizing you. This is another place where one might struggle if you don't speak that language. For me, I don't. My husband does. But I have to recognize the positive impact it has on his love tank when he feels thought of because I do little things for him. For him, it means so much more than just saying, I love you. Lastly is gifts. These don't have to be expensive. These could be small little things. Small things can make a big difference to somebody whose primary love language is gifts. It's hard to know when somebody's primary love language is gifts because most people enjoy receiving gifts. However, someone whose love language is gifts will show special appreciation for it. They'll cherish the things given to them and show just extra gratitude like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Also, someone whose primary love language is gifts might be a person who is always giving gifts. Again, remember I had said how we normally speak in the love language that we best understand. So if they feel loved when they receive gifts, this kind of person might be somebody who is always quick to give gifts, who is always making little things. I, My aunt is this way. She'll, she'll give you like a beautiful wrapped soap. It's just a small, thoughtful gift, not necessarily expensive, but just something to say, hey, I saw this and I, and I thought of you. Okay, so that's your little refresher on the five love languages. Words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, and gifts. Now, here is the important part. This is for all of you who are already familiar with the five languages. This is the new piece of insight I've discovered in doing this work. First of all, let's remember that a language is a complex system of communication, spoken or written, verbal or nonverbal. So in the context of love languages, it means that when we perform these five sets of behaviors, we're communicating love to the other person, our partner, children, whoever that may be. But love is such a complex word with so many meanings, right? So we won't get into it today, but the Bible has uh, three different types of love in it. Basically, I love my husband differently than I love my sister, my child, or ice cream. So I believe that your love language or the way you receive love is based on a primary need that you have. And you may not even know that you have this need until you dig really deep. So when we speak that language to someone, they're receiving it because it's meeting that primary need. So at the same time, when we speak another language, it's communicating something different entirely. And many times the other language can communicate the opposite. 
All right, so this might sound confusing, but think deeply into how you feel when your spouse or anyone else speaks your love language. What are the words you would use to describe that feeling? That Those words is what's filling your love tank. This is going to be part of your homework this week. So take a minute to brainstorm all the words that come out to describe how you feel. For example, after digging really deep, when hearing my love language, I realized I felt a sense of safety. So for me, words of affirmation meant safety because if people love me or appreciate me or value me, they won't harm me. On the contrary, when hearing other languages, I can sometimes feel uh, used, put off, almost put up a guard. For my husband, he says words of affirmation mean nothing to him because he say they're just words. And for him, acts of service feels more genuine because it's the doing versus the saying. Now, yes, I immediately, what I immediately think when someone speaks another language, that comes from scars from the past, a broken heart or being rejected by friends. And I recognize that's not what my husband is trying to say when he speaks another language to me. But it takes a little longer for me to register and internalize it because I'm not fluent in that language. Okay, so let's talk about language fluency, right? Have you ever tried practicing or learning another language? So for me, my second language is Spanish and I'm not fluent in it. I'm more so conversational. So every time you want to say something, right? Every time I want to say something in Spanish, I have to think about it translate it in my head and then say the words. So there's a bit of a delay there. When someone speaks to me, I have to do the same thing. Listen to the words, translate it in my head before the meaning can fully register. Now, when I'm actively practicing it, so we go away on vacation or I'm with family who don't speak English and I'm practicing it more, my fluency starts to increase. I don't have to translate as much. It doesn't take me as much time because I start to think in that language and then the transition is seamless. So if you bring it back to the five love languages, it means that the more I practice speaking my partner's language, the more seamless the transition is when he speaks it to me. This is so important, not only because it allows your partner to feel loved, but it will also help you feel more loved when he speaks that language to you. So we should both try to communicate in the other's language, but just as someone who isn't fluent will also often slip into their native tongue when they run out of words to express themselves. Cogelo con take it easy, if you know what I mean. Your partner will also do the same. As you become more fluent in their native language, it allows for you to feel loved even when they slip up. In fact, it will make their love for you more unique, just feel completely unique in the combination, how they try to speak your love language, but then also use their own. As they slip in and out from one language to another, you'll be able to understand them at such a greater level. Okay, so now that you know what the love languages are and how speaking the other person's love language can increase the feelings of love they receive from you and vice versa, what are you going to do about it? All right, so your homework, number one, if you don't already know your love language or your spouse's 
learn it. I've included a link to in the show notes to the official quiz. It's free. It only takes a few minutes. No, it's not my work. This quiz, that's the official quiz on the five love languages website. I didn't want to plagiarize in any way. So you can go ahead and click that link right there on their website. Two, once you find out, communicate to your spouse this week in their language. Do you already know their language? Great. Now try to increase the number of things you say to them this week in that language that communicate, I love you. All right, number three, now that you've determined the love language for both you and your spouse, what words describe the feeling you get when each language is spoken? Dig deep, don't just say, I feel loved. Well, why? And when you have the answer to that why, ask why again. You'll be surprised at how many things it reveals. To make that easier, I've actually created a quick worksheet that you can download and help, you know, just jot your ideas down in one place. So to get that bonus content, you're going to go to gracefueledwifesteps.grate.com and there you'll not only get your journal prompts but you will get your five steps to a healed marriage workbook lastly reach out to me tell me what your experience has been i want to hear all about it i want what's your love language what's your spouse's did you discover anything new i really would love to continue that conversation I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and I just want to continue the conversation with you. So a couple of things you can join, ask to join the Grace Fields Wife community over on Facebook, or you can DM me or comment on the latest post on Instagram to keep the conversation going. That's all for today. Thanks. And we will talk soon. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.